Now, as I said earlier, I think some of the ways we have applied this have not glorified God here at Fellowship Bible Church. And I think we have the pendulum swung a little too far um, and to the neglect of, of pursuing women. You know, we, we end up creating a culture of permission then where a gifted teacher or a gifted woman comes to elders and say, <clears throat> am I permitted to do this? Man, if I had a dollar over the 30 years I've been here for every time a woman came, could I, are we permitted to do this? I'd, I'd be a little more wealthy than I am right now. Um, but what about a culture of pursuit where we understand and recognize the value, the giftedness um, of, of women, the, the brilliance and, and everything else, and their role within these given scriptural mandates, and pursued women? said, hey, uh, wh what would you do in this situation? We haven't heard from you. In fact, we've neglected to hear from you. What would you do in there? We're just a bunch of men that are, are going to have only, you know, a half a brain on some of this stuff once in a while. What would you do? And we need your input. That's a culture of pursuit. And I, for one, want to apologize that I don't think we've done that well here at Fellowship Bible Church. I, I, totally. I might be some of you may say, I think we've done it fine, but I, th I think the elders have been convicted of that. Now, that leads us to say some things regarding affirmations and denials. I just want to jump over to that, that um, page of affirmation and denials. It's kind of the conclusions that we want to draw. Affirmations and denials. And so here's the first one. As elders here at Fellowship Bible Church, and I'm speaking for elders, we affirm that both men and women have been created equally in the image of God and are entitled to the privileges and held accountable to the responsibilities that come with reflecting the image of God. We deny that either gender has been given or is entitled to greater dignity and worth in society, the church, or the home, the church, or the coming kingdom of God. The second affirmation, we affirm that there is a divine order in creation and that Adam, being created first and given the initial commands of God, was in a position of spiritual leadership to carry out those commands and that Eve was created as Adam's complementary helper, uniquely made in God's image to carry out her role. We deny, however, that the divine order of the creation of man and woman the different roles were designed for them by God, detracts from the woman's value, dignity, or importance since she is equally created in God's image. Thirdly, we want to affirm that Jesus, throughout his earthly ministry, befriended women. He taught women. He accorded them legal rights. He offered them the full benefits of discipleship. From the beginning to the end of his ministry, women played vital roles. However, we also affirm that Jesus selected 12 men to be his leadership team of apostles. We deny, though, that by selecting these 12 men to be his apostles, Jesus' high view of women was in any way diminished or invalidated, or that he could be labeled a sexist. We also affirm that the primary spiritual leadership role in the church, as stated in the New Testament, as we've outlined here this morning, is the office of elder and has to be held by spiritually qualified men. 
But we deny that male leadership in the role of spiritual overseers is only relegated to the first century church and that it is not applicable today. We deny that. We also affirm, likewise, that the roles of church-wide spiritual oversight, such as pastors and pastoral leadership teams, are extensions of the role of elders that work in conjunction with elders and in tandem with elders and should also be held by spiritually qualified men. We deny the claim that men in such spiritual oversight roles lessens the effectual overall ministry of women and to women. We also affirm that male leadership to be effective in their oversight roles need to pursue the voices of women to help shape the spiritual direction of the church and to honor the co-equal image bearers of God. We deny that male leadership can provide effective spiritual oversight without listening to and incorporating the spiritual concerns, insights, and wisdom that women can and must offer in order for FBC to fulfill their mission of preparing and deploying dependent disciples of Jesus Christ. We affirm that spiritual gifts are distributed to members of the body of Christ regardless of gender, race, social standing, etc., and should be used for, quote, the common good of the body in building up the body towards Christ-likeness. We deny that restrictions placed on how certain gifts, like teaching, are used by women within the assembled gathering of the church negates their value or hinders the impact of the use of spiritual gifts beyond these restrictions. And finally, we affirm, or finally we affirm that all members of the church, in keeping with Hebrews 13, 17, should be in glad submission to the elder body, and that all should be in glad and sacrificial submission to the lordship of Jesus Christ, the head of the church. We deny that all women are subject to the leadership and authority of all men. We further deny that biblical submission is indicative of subordination or inequality, or that it lessens co-equal image-bearing of God in any way. Those are some of our summaries of what we want to affirm or what we want to deny. Now, um, you know, there's probably three possible responses to what we have presented today. One response is to say, all right, I see that in the passage. I think, okay, I mean, I have no problem with that. I, I'll accept that. I, I've always accepted that. It's no big deal. I, I accept it. I appreciate what the elders have, have shared. I understand it, I, and I accept it. And you walk out of here fine. A second possible response is that, well, the elders have made a clear case, but I don't entirely agree with it. Before the Lord, I don't know um, if, if it's exactly what I hold to, but, hey, I'm willing to submit uh, without contributing in any way in a, in, in, uh, to disharmony, um, either because it's not important enough to me or because I respect their efforts to come to their conclusions. So I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'll, I'll still believe certain things, and I'll, I'm going to wrestle with it more deeply, but uh, I, I'm fine. I put myself under the direction of the elders as we are called to do in the church. 
A third response is uh, the elders have made a case that I don't think accurately reflects the Scriptures, and um, I, I'm not going to disrespect the elders, but I can't worship at a place that holds to something that I don't think is scriptural. They haven't convinced me uh, that this is what the Bible teaches, and uh, so I'll entrust Fellowship Bible Church to the Lord and express to the elders my appreciation, uh, but I think it's time for me to go to a church that maybe is more in line with my view on the role of women in the church, and that's fine too. Uh, the body of Christ is very large, um, but I think those are uh, three possible um, responses that, um, get, that can be made. Mike, why don't you come up and just talk a little bit about some of the ways that uh, we can apply this, and then we'll have some question and answer 